when we started saying, Jesus, it's you, we're at your feet, it's about you, it doesn't matter what's going on, just praising Jesus to God, not just about what he's doing for us, but just for who he is, did you feel hope rising? That's a natural effect when you let Jesus lead. (laughs) It naturally happens because he is hope. And when we allow him to lead in our life. So I really felt that when we were um, worshiping today. I was like, man, I can just feel like nothing bad that's going on could even be brought to my mind at this moment. The only thing when we were worshiping that I could even fathom was the goodness of God. And it feels good to be in that. You know, wrapped in the presence of the Lord feels good. So I just want to remind you, when we come to church, when we worship, it's like we get to be in the presence of God. No matter, we might have to go home and be in another atmosphere or in a different presence. But you know, when we're in the presence of God, it's like nothing else is happening. It doesn't matter what we got to do tomorrow or what's going on in our families or anything. It's like just being in the presence. It just feels good, doesn't it? So even when we're worshiping God, God's like, I still have a benefit for you. How How good of a God is that? I think that's a good God. So, all right. Well, um just wanted to share that and then we're going to pray because I got an awesome word that I feel that the Lord wants me to share today Um, if you don't like it you can take it up with him Um, I don't take complaints Uh, (laughs) I think Matt's rubbing off on me Um, so let's just pray and let's just see what God's going to do today so Lord we just thank you we thank you for another day to just come and serve you Lord and and just love you and see and partner with you of what you're going to do. Lord, we thank you that you have fresh revelation for us to move us forward in our hope and our calling, Lord, that the destiny that you have planned before us. So we just thank you, Lord, as we come together today in unity, Lord, that you have a purpose for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I'm going to talk about canceling fear culture. World's all about canceling. Well, guess what? We got something, you know, God was the first canceler. He said, oh, no, we're not going to have pain and death. There's not going to be separation for me. I'm canceling that. I'm sending my son. So I'm going to talk about, you know what? We need, to, we need to cancel this fear culture. It's not from God. He didn't want it. He didn't create us that way. He didn't create us to live like that. So we're going to say, you know, okay, I understand what you're saying, Sarah. Like, we shouldn't be like that. But it's a lot harder when you're out there doing it. Like, I'm really close to you guys. Can you move this back a bit? All right. So I look at fear. Fear is a very powerful tool. When you're a little kid, you have brothers, they jump out of you at a closet, hide from you. I learned fear very early on. <laughs> I have four brothers, so, you know, I was scared of the dark. I'm still scared of the dark. I just, I just say, Jesus, come with me. You know, we watched a movie. It wasn't even scary. I don't even know what it was the other day. Lana's like, can someone walk me to the bathroom? I'm still like that. Like, sometimes I'm like, you know, I need someone to walk me to the bathroom. This fear seems to be this powerful tool. I'm like, I'm an adult woman. I know there's no such thing as zombies. Why am I afraid to go to the, my own bathroom after watching this movie? What is... What? But I still am. And I'll have to leave the door open. And I'll have to leave the light on. And I'll call the dogs to, like, come walk me back. Maybe that's a true story. But... You know, that's how fear works. It's like, I know this isn't real. I am still scared, and I am thinking, what weapons do I have if a zombie does come out of my pantry? Because there must be lots of bodies in my pantry that are just going to flow out. 
this fear so powerful, so powerful that, you know, something that I have the truth on, I'm still like, oh no. You know, like, <laughs> um, something I, zombie movies is my thing, like, I'm scared of them. And like sometimes after I watch them, I sit and, sit and think about how it would change my garage and everything. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? You're wasting all this time preparing for a zombie apocalypse and they're not real. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then I thought, I've got to be really, make sure it's really like shored up and like safe because I can't run. Like, I can't go nowhere. I leave here, it's over. And then Matt's like, yeah, I'll leave you behind. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. But I started thinking about how powerful fear is. You know, it's this really powerful tool, and the enemy uses it. God doesn't use it. We have the fear of the Lord is the reverence fear. But the enemy uses that to try to rule and reign in, in our hearts. I mean, think about how much, just watching that, it should be funny. Like, oh gosh, this is such silly. It's just entertainment. But man, I'm getting this real fear. And because the enemy uses that to rule and reign in our hearts. When Christ should be ruling and reigning in our hearts. Because so, if we look over history, you look at history, fear is often used to control mankind. We've seen that everywhere. You know, you know, fear of death, fear of illness, fear of war, fear of pain, fear of failure, fear of being abused. Fear, I mean, that's how we get things done, you know. You, you're afraid to call into work even though you might not be feeling well or something like that because you're afraid you're going to lose your job. It's like this fear when it's like, you know what, I have a lot of PTO days. I just don't want to get up. I'm calling in. I got that. I'm not afraid. But we do. We get this, like, crazy fear of all of this. And so the enemy's like, oh, you know, if I make you think you're going to die, you'll do whatever I want you to do. Oh, you're going to be sick? Guess what? Now I am your God because you're so afraid of sickness. I've made you so afraid that you will do anything I ask you to do not going to say we've seen that, but we've seen that. And I think the world uses fear to control our hearts of minds and people because the world in general, I'm talking about powers and principalities. That's what God talked about, right? He didn't say, you know, God created mankind. Mankind is not inherently evil because God created us, but the powers and principalities we choose to follow and submit to, that's what he's talking about in his word. And so when I say the world, that's what I'm talking about. So the world uses fear to control the hearts and minds of people, and fear is a prison that we voluntarily go into. Nobody's making me watch zombie movies. But you know what I do? You know what I want to do? I got to watch this new zombie movie. And then I got to be scared all night. And then I got to wake Matt up, you know, and say, I think someone's outside, even though we have giant bushes right next to our bedroom. And then I've known for 15 plus years that when the wind blows, you know what happens? You know? I mean, there was a time. Okay, I'll tell you this story. This fun. So, I watch a scary movie. I watch a zombie movie. Like, it'll be the same one. I watch the same one, and I'm not desensitized, which I'm thankful for that I'm not going to. And my kids are like, watch this with me. And I watch it, and I was like, all of a sudden I get to bed, and I'm like, all cozy. I'm like, okay, I don't care if I have to go to the bathroom. We're staying here. My bathroom is not next to my, ba my bedroom. And I'm like, mm-mm, this is it. So we get in there, and all of a sudden I hear pounding. Like, bam, 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 right at my window. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're here for me. <laughs> um, but really, it was just my cat killing a rabbit. And I was like, and it was the rabbit's feet. I was like, oh, no, okay, maybe I should let my cat in. Um, he thought he did a good job, scared me. But 
you know, I voluntarily went into this fear. Like, I'm going to set myself up to be in, in fear instead of being like, you know, I have cats. There's animals outside. I have animals. It's probably that. Like, that would be a rational first thought. But if I let fear in there, mine was like, oh, that's it. I'm dead. You know what I mean? And, and that's what we kind of do. We, we voluntarily go into these prisons of fear. But you know what? Christ came to set the captives free. Isn't that good? Because we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there. We have the key. Even if we get in there and we're like, I'm kind of scared. What's going on? Oh, yeah, I have the key to get out of here. Christ, Jesus, he came to set the captives free. So, and it says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Do you know where the truth is? God's word. The Bible. You know, if you know that, you know the truth. That means you can be set free. Because Christ, that's what he came to do. He came to give you truth. He came to set you free. So I think of it this way. If there's a busy road, I don't think, well, I don't want to run into that because I'm going to get, I'm scared. Those cars are scary. I got to stay away from that. I don't want to run into that. That's not why I don't go into the road. I don't go into the road because I have wisdom, you know, that if you go into the road in front of cars, you get injured, right? But I'm not scared. I'm not sitting there like, oh, my gosh, there's cars passing by. They're so scared. Like, that's weird. But sometimes we act like that in other parts of our life, right? We're like, oh, that's so scary. But that's because that's fear. That's that fear culture. But if you're in Christ, you get all wisdom. And it's like, oh, don't run in front of cars. Dangerous. Owie. Don't do it. Okay? So it's wisdom from Christ. There's the truth of it. We don't have to live in the fear. So even using that as a small example, we can cancel every area of fear that tries to come into our life. We can take authority. We have the authority in Christ. That's a good thing. We have the authority in Christ. I'm going to read to you in 1 Peter, um, if you want to go with me, in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, it says, Be sober. Now, when we think of that, sometimes but that means be, like, aware, right? Be aware. Well-balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like. Remember that word, like. It doesn't say he has the power like a lion. It says like. We make him think he's a zombie in the closet. That ain't really the, okay? Like a roaring lion fierce and hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, be firm in your faith against his attacks, rooted, rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experience of suffering are being experienced by other brothers and sisters throughout the world, and you do not suffer alone. He's saying, you know what, you're not the only one. It's not like the enemy's like, just you. That's it. Coming for you, Sarah. You're the only person on the planet that bad things are happening to. I'm coming for you. No, he does not care. He's coming for anybody that calls on the name of Jesus. He is. Kind of has a vendetta against us because God said, you know what, I'm going to have a woman. She's going to birth a son. He's gonna, you know what? He's going to crush your head. He's going to take the keys, and you're going to have no authority, and you're going to be cast in the lake of fire forever. So, boom, roasted. I win. You know, he's mad about that. He doesn't like, he doesn't like we have the Spirit of the Lord living in us. So he's saying, but you know what? You have the ability to resist him. The devil looks for someone who will submit to his fear. That's what he does. He looks for someone who will submit to his fear so he can take over and, and devour us and, and 
choose what we do, how we live. Um, I remember when me and Matt were first married, I had OCD. You know what? And I submitted to the devil. You know, I was basically submitting myself to being like, I got to do this. I got to do this. Like, I, I would go to my stove, and I would, I don't know how the button even where I would just keep turning it. And, like, I got to the point I couldn't even set my alarm clock. You guys, I know. It's not, it wasn't a phone. It was an actual clock next to my bed. Because I couldn't, Matt would literally take my hand away, and I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to get up in time. And I would do that for, like, an hour, and he's like, stop. So I would be like, so then I was like, well, you do it. So then he'd do it. But then I'd be like, but you need to do it 15 times. He's like, I'm not doing it. So I tried to make him have my fear also. <laughs> like, he'd be like, I'm like, did you check the doors? He's like, yeah. I'm like, but did you check them 100 times? Did you do this to the handle? And then did you touch the, the lock like this? And then did you do that to the handle again? And then did you pull on the door? No. I just looked and saw the lock was on. Okay, but we need to come into my fear and live here. Praise the Lord. Matt said, girl you're crazy I'm not doing that and neither are you so we're not going to submit to that we're not going to do that and you know what we called in the name of the Lord I said you know let's I want healing from this I don't you know what I want healing this is a part of mine that the enemy has chosen to put fear in and so you know I'm free from that I don't do that on my stove the other day I went to town for like five hours I came back I was like oh I left a candle on and I just laughed about it I mean don't do that I mean, you shouldn't do that, but I wasn't like, that's it, coming home, there's a fire truck, it's my house, I just know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ever do that? I mean, I have, I've had some neighbors over the years that whenever I see smoke come from that way, I was like, that's my house. It was only my property one time, but not my house. So, I mean, I do have some wisdom there, like, you know, maybe I should go home and check, let my animals out, I don't know. But what I'm saying is don't, if we let him take over an area of my life. So God healed me of that. I don't have that anymore. You know, sometimes I don't even set an alarm. I don't even really wake up to alarms um, anymore. Uh, I've left my door unlocked. Um, I live with kids who've left doors open. Um, you know, things like that at times because I'm not, I'm not submitted into that fear anymore. So praise God don't have to deal with that so when people say well that's just who I am it's like no that's who the enemy wants you to be I am free from that I don't have to waste an hour of my day being afraid of an alarm clock <laughs> light switches guys it was to the point I could not turn lights on and off in my house because Matt's like we don't have time for you to do it <laughs> you know what I mean we got to leave in 10 minutes we don't have an hour to go through this <sighs> <laughs> you know, because that, but God, it doesn't have just physical healing. God has physically healed my body, but he healed that part of my mind of that fear. He said, take it out. The truth is that I take care of you, that I will provide for you. And I haven't had issues with that since because, you know what, God's a healer, and he's honest to his word. He's honest to his word. So, <laughs> so what's the difference What's the difference? Who's being devoured and who's not? Why, do, why is there a difference? Why is it like, why is this person being attacked? It doesn't seem like this person's being attacked. You know what it is? Authority. Do you know the authority you have? Do you know the authority and how to use it and combat with it? You can have authority, but if you don't know it, you know, 
if if someone said, you know, I left you all this money, it's in this bank account, but you they never told you, you can use it for whatever you want, but you didn't know it was there. You don't have any authority to spend that because you don't know it. It's still you still have the authority if you knew it was there, but without you knowing, you're not gonna you're not gonna apply it. And so that's what we have to understand God's word. We have to be with him. We have to pray. We have to speak with him. We have to listen to him and know he's saying, I gave you this authority. You should know what it does. You should know how far it goes. You should know what, how to access it, right? Moms, we know the authority is, you know, we give the look. You know? Seen that come from your kids. They hear the snap. They like, we don't know who to. Ah, they just fall over backwards. I just lay here. I'll tell you, I got slain in the spirit. I don't know what's happened. Because they know, you know your authority. And they're like, you know what? What's the, what's the thing? I love that thing that lady said to you. You're going to. Come on. It was the. I'm going to warm your biscuits if you don't behave. I'm like, we know that our parents may have this, the authority to warm my biscuits if we ain't listening. So you know what? Because they walk in that. But you ever seen, I've seen kids. I'm not going to. I have seen kids, little kids, walk up and slap their parent in the face. And I thought, I'd have one less child. I would have one. If a three-year-old hit me in the face. I'll probably him back. <laughs> I'll be like, I didn't know I have authority, but I'm, jo- I'm joking. Don't abuse your children. Please don't. But what I'm saying is, if that kid's like, you don't got no authority, a three-year-old that slapped their parent in the face, nobody told them the authority. They're like, I have the authority. They're probably still in right. They haven't, they ha- they're still in right, you know, with the Lord. So they're like, you know, I know I walk in authority. I'm up here. So they're probably thinking, hey, this works. But that's why we need to know our authority. We need to apply it properly. Like, don't, I'm, I'm just joking. Don't slap your kids in the face. Please don't do that. You should never do that. Um, but what I'm talking about is knowing authority. Like, this is how it goes in our household. This is how it goes, you know, at our work or, or whatever it is. This is how it goes in my walk in the kingdom. We got to know our authority. You know, when I go to the zoo... I am not scared of the lions behind the zoo. I go up right up to that glass and I go, even though it says, don't tap the glass. (laughs) Because I know that glass is this thick. I went to the side first and been like, okay, we got a foot there. We're good. Um, There's wires up there. Barbed wire. We got it. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, real soon. Yeah. I, I'm not scared of the lines at the zoo. I'm like, oh, these are beautiful. Awesome to watch that, right? Because it's caged. It doesn't have any authority to walk around. I have the authority like, ha I can look at you. I can walk up those stairs if it's not 90 degrees and I'm not high. <laughs> and I can look down on you, see what you're doing. You're just in a cage. I have the authority here. I paid $7.50 to come look at you. It's not scary, right? We have authority in that. But if um, I went to bed and all of a sudden there was a lion in my room, that'd be a little scary, right? I don't have authority. I can't be like, stay. I can't even get my cat, who is six pounds, to stay. I say stay, and she's like, yeah, and walks away. I said, you know, I said, I work from home, 
and people always complain about coworkers. I said, well, do your coworkers, you know, give you a hundred kisses a day and walk across your computer and sit on it and bite you and put their booties in your face? Does that happen to you? At no, then you know what? You got a pretty good work coworking. That's what happens to my all the time. You know, they get right. And so I can't even make that small little cat do what I want it to do. But so I so guess what? If a lion is sitting in my bedroom, I'm not going to have much authority. There's going to be some fear there because it's no longer behind glass. You got to know your authority. I'm not going to go out, you know, to a lion in its territory and be like, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm like, you get behind the glass. I will watch you. You got to know who has the authority. So too many times I think we're hovering around and we're scared like, oh, I hope this lion doesn't eat me when it's behind the glass, sitting there behind the glass, you know, and we're like, oh, you know, we're going to the zoo and here's this glass. Oh my gosh, it's a lion. You guys, we're freaking out, yelling about this lion. Oh my gosh, you guys, there's a lion there. And everyone's like, yeah, it's a zoo. We can, we have authority. He's fine. You know, but we act like that with fear in our lives, right? We have the authority. We have all power and strength. We get that from who? Jesus. But we're here trembling behind the cage being like, oh, no, it's going to get me. Oh, no, it's going to get the world. It's just getting so bad. You know what? The world has anything without Jesus that has chose to reject Jesus. It doesn't matter what generation you're born in, what time, season. If it was 2,000 years ago now, it is still bad because anything without Christ is, is not good. There is no light and darkness can't reside. We just know about it easier because we have things like the internet and and it's easier to hear about things. But you know what? Terrible, the enemy has been trying to lie and deceive and hurt forever. Nothing's changed. It's just we get to, we can easily see and hear about it quicker. So now we're like, oh no, it's in our backyard. It's always been in your backyard. But we don't have to be like, oh, I'm so scared. We can say, you know, I have authority of this. You know, it's time to cancel that fear and say, you know what, you, don't, you do not get to live here. You don't get to take up my day. You don't get to take, you don't get to come in my family. And, you know, every time, you know, I remember when I lived in, I was like, oh, my gosh, any time, you know, like when we were first married and I was living that, I was like, oh, no, he's in a car. That's it. He's never coming back. He's getting an accident. Because I allowed fear to do that to me, Right. And sometimes with my kids, you know, sometimes I'll say, I need you to call me. Because I have wisdom is, you know what? I need to know where you are. Because if the enemy does do that, I don't have to be afraid that that's it. You're never coming back. But I can say, hey, we're not giving him any stronghold. He thinks that he has this authority or that authority. He doesn't. We're going to communicate. You know, we're going to believe, you know, what God said. We got to have wisdom. We have to stop letting it rule and reign in our minds and our thoughts and our actions. Sometimes fear just lives in our mind. You know, we may not, we, we, people around us may not know that we're dealing, you know, anxiety, worry, all of those are just fear with um, baby fear. <laughs> baby fear. 
it hasn't really affected maybe the outward part of our life yet, but we think about it. So it, it's, and it, and it continues to grow and then it becomes like these active thoughts and then it becomes action. We start doing things or stop doing things because we're afraid of what someone's going to do. Someone's going to think what someone's going to say, what's going to happen to us, you know, things like that. And then we just quit living kingdom because we're so scared. I mean, I watch that where people like, I mean, I feel like my life all the time, people are like, I don't like you because you, you go to church. I'm like, good. That's a good reason not to like me. You know what? Because that tells me I know where the enemy does not want me to be. Thank you. Thank you for revealing the enemy's plan to me. I don't like you because you're a Christian. Great. That tells me exactly what I need to do more of. I don't have to be afraid like, oh no, I got to change some things because I just really want people to like me. You know what? The only approval I need comes from my king, my Lord, and that is Jesus. We don't need people to like us. We need to tell people about Jesus. We need to live according to his kingdom so that none shall perish and all can come into, you know, restoration through the blood. There it is. It's the blood of Jesus. That's, if we walk through things with that fear kind of, not saying that you won't have moments where you're scared or there'll be fear, but you're going to be able to recognize it. Um, you know, we can't be part of releasing fear. You know, let's not do the enemy's work for him. I'm going to, I'm going to call up my daughter here for a minute. This beautiful girl, stand up. She's so pretty and who can wear brown like that and look beautiful? This girl. So, Layla, you can go ahead and sit down, but I just want to show you. She works in town at, at a store, and, and they, um, she calls me one day, and she's like, oh, they're saying we're going to have to do this, and we're going to lose our jobs if we don't do this. And, and I was like, and I said, stop. Who told you that? And she said, well, a manager can, and, and then everybody, everybody at work is talking about this. I said, stop. I said, who told you that? I said, did the Lord say that's what's going to happen? Did you consult him before you decided to partner with this? And she said, no. I said, you go out there. You go to your coworkers right now and say, hey, we're not going to talk about this until, until God says that that's what's going to happen because we're not submitting to that. And she did. And guess what? What they all said was going to happen did not happen. And she shut down fear from entering her entire workspace. I said, Do not, you better ask who's asking you that. Mm-mm. Don't let that fear in because somebody came in with fear and then the next person, the next person that got to her and she's like, should I be afraid? I don't know. I'll call my mom. <laughs> That's right. You know what? Because I've taught my children, you don't have to be afraid of what everyone tells you to be afraid of. You need to be afraid of me when you do something wrong. <laughs> Get in trouble. <laughs> That's why my kids call me. They know authority. They're like, if mom says yes, I'll do it. Because if, even if it's wrong, she has to pay for it. <laughs> right? Kids, we know. That's smart. She learned that. That's a biblical principle. Running to your father, running to your mother. We run to God with our thing. I mean, I mean, take it or leave it. But, but I look at that and I thought, we can choose. The enemy brings fear, but are we going to do his work for him? And then be like, oh no, and this and this, and put it all over social media, and tell everybody, and just like run this fear race for him 
and spread it for him. I'm thinking, aren't we supposed to be doing the opposite? Like, aren't we supposed to be re releasing peace and hope? But here we are, like, do you know what the enemy's doing? I don't care what he's doing! We already have victory! Who cares what he's doing, right? Who cares? I mean, definitely we still need to be like, someone's sick, pray for them. Don't be like, you're not sick. We want to have faith, not stupidity. Even in the Bible, just like they came sick, Jesus healed them. So we need to have wisdom and things like that. Don't just be like, well, denial is not faith. Denial is not faith. I think sometimes we get to where it's like, well, I'm just going to pretend, la, 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 God is so good. Yes. But sometimes you've got to actually take and say, okay, this is a scary thing, Lord, but I'm going to now apply faith to it actively. I'm not going to deny that this is going on, but I'm going to take the faith and I'm going to apply it actively to that. So, so how do we get, so this is the part, how do we get rid of this fear culture? The enemy has been peddling this for generations. This is nothing new. It's just new to us because we're living in this generation. But the enemy, he's been doing that for every, you know what? The disciples were up, hiding in an upstairs room. Why? Because of fear. No, pain is a powerful motivator. Fear is a powerful motivator. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. And so how do we get rid of this fear culture? We did see the disciples. They were like, boom, we coming out. We don't care what you can do to us. Man, I mean, I'll look at and think, all through the Bible, you had people that were scared. And then when God said, who told you? Look at Gideon. Who told you that you're supposed to submit to that? And then they're like, yeah, I'm a warrior. You know? I look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they're like, everyone's going to submit to this. And they're like, God, are we supposed to submit to that? No. Okay. Well, you could throw us in the fire because we're, we're fine. Like, we ain't going to. You guys all do these crazy things, be in fear, live your life. Well, you're not really living. You're submitting to a prison of fear. We're going to go into the fire and go be with Jesus. And they thought they were going to go be with Jesus, you know, God, in that moment. And who was walking in the fire with them? See, we don't have to. So we can get rid of that fear culture. We, don't have to. we can say, you know what? Me and my house, we serve the Lord. It doesn't get any... You know, it doesn't get any ownership here. You may not be able to change it for everybody, but you can change it where you go and where you are. Because fear is a liar, and how do I combat the lie? The truth. The truth, the word. The word is the truth. So in Ephesians 1.16, it says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glory, glorious inheritance in his holy people and in his incomparably great power. No other power can compare. Fear may think it has a lot of power, but he says, incomparable. You cannot compare any other power to the power of Jesus. Great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. You know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All power. There's no power, 
that anywhere on the earth that can compare to that power and authority. And you know, Christ lives in us, so whose power do we walk in? That's right, whose authority? He's saying there's nothing that compares, and now I'm giving it to you. (laughs) So we have been given power and wisdom and revelation and hope. We have an inheritance, you know, strength. Nowhere does it say we were handed over to fear. Nowhere does it say you are, you're going to go to heaven, but you're going to live in fear the rest of your life until you do. You know what? I came, Christ. It's all about me, and I'm not going to share it. And you know what? You get to go to heaven, but you get to you know, live on earth and, and live under the enemy's rule until you die. It doesn't say that. It says Christ lives in us. We walk in his authority, his power. We live kingdom. So that means that he, through the Holy Spirit, gave us all of these things. In James 4, 7, it says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We do have a job. God will not force us to do anything. We have to submit. A lot of times we don't like that word, do we? Submit. God's like, you're going to first submit to me. You're going to f- submit to Christ. Guess what? I'm going to actually have people in your life that you have to submit to. You might have to submit to employment. Like, guess what? You're going to learn how we live kingdom. It's not all about you. It's all about Jesus. I don't like something. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to do this. I don't like that. I don't remember Jesus asking you what you liked. We have to submit ourselves to him and his ways. That's what God says. He says, you know what? You can have all this. You can have all this protection, all this authority, all this power. You can have peace. You can have hope. You can have all of this but you do have to submit yourself to my spirit. You have to give to that. You want to do that? And the men, enemy, when you do that, says the enemy has to flee when you submit your lives to God. And God has given us everything we knew, need to eradicate fear. Did you guys know that? When we have fear, we have what we need to eradicate it in, in us. <clears throat> I'm going to go into Ephesians some more. In in Ephesians 6, it says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, because you draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. You need to spend time with the Lord. You need to know what he's saying. You need to walk with him daily, not weekly or monthly or crisis-orientated. We need to be empowered because we're with him. Not because he's always there, but because we choose to be with him too. God doesn't leave us. We, if, we, if we're not close to him, it's because we chose to not. We walked away. He doesn't do that. And it says, And in him the power of his boundless might put on the full armor of God. In his precepts um, are like the splendid armor of a heavily, heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully, I love that word, successfully. I mean, sometimes we go at things and we fail. But here it says, successfully stand up against all. That means every single one. There's nothing that the enemy can do to you that you can't successfully stand against. All the schemes and the strategies and all the deceit of the devil. I like it. He continually says all over and over. For our struggles are not against flesh and blood. We don't need to hate each other. We don't need to hate people. Not everyone needs to be your best friend, but they don't need to be your enemy. We have an enemy. And it's not each other. 
It's not against flesh and blood, you know, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground. I love that. Me and Matt were talking. Um, we call it the tub talks now. We have the hot tub. That's like, I feel like the Spirit of the Lord is in there. I'm like, God, you're so good. But we were talking, and I said, you know what? We had some hard years. 2019 and 2020 for us was like, Lord, I know you're there, <laughs> but it's really hard. And I said, you know what? We never lost ground. There were times we didn't move. We were just like, <laughs> like this. You felt like you're just like this for a season. But I just, we thought about that, and we said, you know what? You reminded us, Lord. We talked about this last night that God said, stand your ground. He's given it to you. Stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands. So that means sometimes you got to do stuff. To stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth which is your personal integrity and your moral courage. We got to make sure we keep that, huh? Around your waist and having put on that breastplate of righteousness, which is an upright heart. That means when your heart gets dirty, you go to God and you clean it up. You don't just say, this part can be dirty and I'm going to praise the Lord with this part. No, when we sin, when we do something that is unrighteous, we go to the Lord and say, Lord, I messed this up. And God says, you know what? Clean slate, I got you. Here we go. Got to keep our heart clean, not muddy. I don't want to drink water with a little bit of dirt in it. You stir it around, it all looks muddy, right? I want clean Holy Spirit is that clean flow of water. So we need to make sure we're having that righteous heart and having strapped to your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. That is the word of God, the gospel, Jesus. He's saying, be prepared to walk out your kingdom life. Walk out the word of God. Walk out the truth of who Jesus was, is, and will forever be. And then it says, Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I just like that he constantly says all. He never leaves anything out. All the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. He's saying, if you want your authority... First, you've got to call on the name of Jesus. When you call on the name of Jesus, you confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive you. He comes in. He comes in and renews, gives you a new spirit. And he says, now you have all the access, all the authority, because you called the name of my son, Jesus. And that is how you get it. Now you have the word of God that anything that comes at you, you have the answer. You have the truth. You have the ability to to have victory in every area. That's good. He gave you the armor. God gave you armor. So when the enemy's coming for you, the God gave you all the armor you need. Every time fear tries to release a roar, bam! 
We released the cry of victory right there. He's like, roar. You're like, oh, yeah, that's it right there. You don't even get to. He says, roar. You don't even get to finish your roar in my life. And not just my life, in my community, in my family, in my state, my country, in the world. You do not get to finish your roar. Because the Lord has an army and is way more powerful than anything the enemy could even think of. That's where we have to start getting our mindset. That's where we have to start getting our mindset. Every time the enemy tries to lie to us and say, well, it's better this way, don't you see? Bam! Hit him with the truth! Guess what? God gave you wisdom. Even in the natural, you can understand things. Words of knowledge. Guess what? You can have the most experienced doctor, and all of a sudden you're like, well, did you know that our bodies are made to do this? Can I share a really cool, fun thing that I learned? So, you guys, I'm turning into a crazy cat lady. Please pray for that. But um, <laughs> but I just, I never liked cats, and then there was years like, all of a sudden, I did. And so I remember being sick, and... Um, I like to just read. I like to get just facts and read things and just learn. Because, you know, anything that's released on the earth, science, anything, is, comes from the Lord. He, he gave us the mind to be able to understand. I started reading, and every time I was not feeling well, my cat would come and lay on me. And I learned that the frequency of a cat's purr actually has the same frequency to heal pain. So you don't have to take pain medicine. And it works. You know, I'm just having a little ache. I'm like, come lay on my head. And he knows. He'll see me. If I'm just even having, he is, you know, and I'm thinking, God, you made animals. You created them, like, to help us to do that. And I thought, that's a scientific thing. And I I just love learning that. But when there's a lie, I'm like, you know, I don't have to do this. (laughs) Now you guys are going to be like, hey, Sarah, can I borrow one of your cats? (laughs) And I'm, (laughs) see? You get a cat. You get. <laughs> okay, I only have three cats. One is Layla's. One is mine, and one God blessed me with, and I'm not going to turn that down, right? I'm not a crazy cat lady. I am speak. <laughs> you know, and even if I am, I don't care. God is good. I don't. What was I talking about? the truth you know hit him with that truth like even if it's science you can have the knowledge and wisdom in your mind because God can reveal that to you words of knowledge sometimes I'm like I remember working with kids I worked with kids for 10 years in in a school system and I remember sometimes they'd be like this kid would be doing this and and I would just do something really weird and it would work and they're like why'd you do that I'm like Jesus they're like, sometimes you would discipline them, and other times you just come in and give them a bear hug and, and, and just, you know, sneak them snacks. Like, you know, we're telling them they can't have snacks till this time, and you're over here like, come here, come here, you good girl. You know, why would you do that? I don't know. Because it's just knowledge that the Lord would allow me to know their need without asking. Because all that comes from the Lord. So good. So when fear tries to get you to agree to things that look good but are not, bam, that's when you slap them with the breastplate of righteousness to say, you know, I'm not dirtying any of that. I'm not, I'm not muddying this water up. God didn't say it. Mm-mm. We're not going to play there. We're not going to even dip our toes. I'm stepping out of that. 
You know, when the enemy knocks you down with the uncertainty of the world, things happen in our life, right? Sometimes we get sick. Sometimes we feel like we don't have finances to be taken care of. We lose our job. You know, we're dealing with mental health and, and physical health and, and loss and, and fear of, you know, things that are happening. Sometimes when the world and the uncertainty around us tries to knock us down, you know, boom, kick them right there. Kick them with the, the word of God and say, I don't care if it looks like I have nothing. God says I have all things according to him. That's right. But we got to know that we have that authority. If we don't know that, we're going to be, you know, behind that glass like, oh, no, it's happening to me. Instead of being like, this is enough. There's times that I'm like, Lord, you promised me you take care of me. And it doesn't look like you. I don't know what you're going to do, but something. I remember in my mom when I was sick last year, I remember, I'm like, my mind is not right. 104 fever. I'm very sick, and I was like, I don't know anything. All, I just sat there for hours just going, Jesus, Jesus. I'm like, that's all I can remember. And that is enough. That's what I realized. That was enough. I, but I thought, what's in me has to come out. I wanted to say, oh, I'm, I feel bad. Oh, this hurts. Oh, I can't do this. And I thought, uh-uh, I'm not releasing any of that. You are not going to win. It is Jesus, Jesus, just whether I see him here or I see him in heaven, I don't care. It's still Jesus the same. So the enemy's like, this is no fun. You want to play. He walked away. I got healed. Great testimony. God is amazing. He does that, right? Because when the enemy found out, I did all of this. I gave her every symptom. You know, I get, like, I did this. I'm giving her like 100, 405 fever. What's going on? I'm giving her all of these things, and she's still not playing the game? Because what's in you? That's why we need the Word of God. That's why we need each other. That's why we need prophetic words released. That's why we need encouragement. That's why we need unity. That's why we need to pray for each other. You know, that is what we need because that's where the power is because you know what unity in Christ unity in Christ you know every time every power and principality that comes into you or at you with lies deceit and fear bam you got that shield of faith and say I don't know why this is happening I don't know what is going to happen next but I know that my God will deliver me from this and even if he doesn't I will spend an eternity with him Every time it says the shield, every single fiery dart, every single one. And when we know that and we can say that, it doesn't mean we're not, we might be crying through it like, Lord, I know my shield is here. Please, I know that you're going to do it. But on this side, I am broken. And he still says, just hold the shield. You'll be all right. I know it hurts. I love you. He'll come. He'll weep. You know what? Jesus came and wept, you know, with, over Lazarus with his sisters. He said, I'm not asking you to not have emotion. I'm asking you to remember, to remind your spirit that whose authority you walk in. That's so good. Because we have that helmet of salvation. We, that's why. That is the reason we can have all power and all authority, all wisdom, all revelation is through Jesus. I think the thing we have to remind ourselves as we're going through things is I think sometimes we get doing church. We get doing prophecy we get doing um just the business aspect of life that we forget that jesus is still there in the worst and the best and and the uncertain 
and that we can at any time call on that because we have Jesus. We can use that wisdom and authority, you know. Have you ever, like, you know, been walking with the Lord and you just got busy and it just seems like you're just doing life and all of a sudden you make stupid choices? You know, and then, but the great thing about that is I love when I, even when I make bad choices, immediately the wisdom of the Lord's like, you know better. And it's like, oh, I do. It's not like you lose that wisdom forever. Like, well, you made a bad choice, taking that piece from you. You're not going to have any, you're not going to have anything to protect you after a while. No, he doesn't. It's like he brings it even, he gives us wisdom that we didn't have wisdom. So then we can change that. He's just so good. In First John 4, um, 16, it says, So we know the love that God has for us. And we trust that love, that God is love. Everyone who lives in love lives in God, and God lives in them. If God's love is made perfect in us, we can be without fear. On the day of when God judges the world, we will be without fear because it is the world we are, because in this world we are like Jesus. We don't have to fear what powers, principalities, you know, governments, people in physical authority, authority are saying to us about us. They can be saying the scariest things. And we don't have to fear that. It says, because, where did I go? Because in the world, we are like Jesus. Fear, Jesus never had fear. He doesn't walk there he didn't live there he doesn't you know operate out of there he didn't he didn't go oh no Lazarus that's it I should have came earlier and now like my miracle is not gonna work of healing oh oh gosh I better do this better oh no now what are people gonna think about me what are people gonna think about me if I let Lazarus die they're gonna think I'm a terrible messiah no it doesn't that's not what it is. It says that we get to be we don't have to fear because we're like Jesus because he lives in us where God's love is, there is no fear because God's perfect love takes fear away. There you go. He says, here's fear, takes it away. It is his punishment that makes a person fear. So in his love, so, so his love is not made perfect in the one who has fear. So basically the enemy, the enemy hates God, hates Jesus. He, jealousy, you know, wanted to be him, wanted that authority. The creator of fear does not have the Lord in there. Does not have, does not, you know, and he doesn't want us to. So he's like, I see you're living according, according to uh, God's word. I want to come mess that up. Because he wants to rule and reign in our lives. That is the whole reason the enemy, the devil, you know, fell from heaven. And God's like, no, there is one God, it is me. You know, all goodness comes from, comes from the Lord. If you look at that, but the enemy, he wants to be the king still in our hearts, in our lives. Even when we get saved and we accept Jesus, he still tries. He still tries and fails. But he, he still wants to have authority in our lives. He still wants us to hate. He still wants us, you know, to fear him and, and, and the things that he stands for, the things that he wants on this earth and in mankind. He wants us to do that, and we have to say, uh-uh, I'm full of the Spirit. There ain't no room. There's no room for this. But, you know, if we open up and say, well, Jesus, you're only allowed in this part of my life, then what, guess what? When you fill a cup like this with water, you can't say, 
well, I only want, I only want this half of the cup to get filled up. It doesn't work that way, does it? That's why Jesus got. We got to be full of the Spirit, because everything we need is in Christ. We just have to meditate on it, you know, hide it in our hearts. So you know what? I remember things that we learned healing and. Um, you know, we learned provision and, and being a giver and stuff early on when we didn't have anything to give, <laughs> when we were sick, you know, and then when things got really terrible, the worst times in our life, I thought, man, it was just right there. We hid it away in our heart. So we didn't have to be running in fear and being like, oh no, what's going to happen? God always took care. He always provided because you know what? We had it hidden in our heart. That's what we need to do. Hide the word so that when things come, when the enemy comes bringing fear, we're like, boom, I don't think so. That's how we got to do it. We, we can't combat something if we don't know we have authority to do so. If you don't know that you're fighting a war, it's going to be really hard to be prepared for battle. We got to know, we can know the enemy's plans, and then we also got to know the authority that we have to trample over them. You want to cancel fear in your life? I do. There's times I'm like, I'm not doing this. Sometimes I walk out in the dark and I don't care how I feel. I'm just going to do it. And I'm like, if I get eaten by a coyote, I do. Coyote's not going to eat me. But do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I do those things. Like I, I will do that purposely to say, I'm not going to submit this to the enemy. In the little things. I'm not going to submit my life. I'm, that's how I want to cancel fear for my life, for my family, for the city I live in. I don't want my city to be all scared and be like, oh no, what's going to happen? Disaster. I want my city to be like, we're free. We live in Christ. I want that, you know, for the culture that I live in. I don't want to be running and hiding. You know, then we have to go to the eradicator of fear, and that is Jesus Christ. We gotta call on his name. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, and we need to release that sound over over fear. In twenty twenty, this word that that the Lord gave me on the first week of March in twenty twenty, and the Lord s- spoke to me and said, I want you to be prepared. A sound is going to be released on the earth. A sound of fear is going to be released. This was the very I mean, it probably was March 1st or 2nd. I have to look in my um, notes. But the, that say, I keep reminding you guys of this word because this is what God has done. He said, I want you to remind you that there has been a sound released on the earth and we cannot unring a bell. And then God said, but we can release a new sound over that. And that's what we need to continue to do. We cannot just keep letting that bell clang throughout the earth. That's what God showed me, and that's what we need to do. We need to release the sound that Christ gave us, which is, you know, freedom, truth, life, you know, restoration, all of these things, salvation. That's what needs to be ringing over anything the enemy released in fear. Because you know what? You are somebody's answer. Someone has that bell clanging around their life, around their culture, around their home, and they need someone. Just like I said earlier that Layla did, you know what? That, 
bell of fear was ringing loud in her workplace and everybody was scared and thinking they weren't going to have jobs and how are they going to provide for a family. And I said, release a new sound. Release a sound from the Lord. And that's what we need to do. When fear comes, we can be like, oh man, this is scary. But God is going to do something. I don't know what it is right now. Because God works how God wants to work. But he is going to do something because I already know the victory. I may be in the battle, but I don't have to worry about who's winning it. I know. So you know what? This is happening. I'm not going to submit to that. I'm going to submit to Jesus. That's the, guess what? I submit to Jesus. And if he tells me to submit to something, I'll do it. Even if I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, we got to be real, right? We're not over here like, oh, I just love everything that Jesus tells me to do. Sometimes I want to be like... <laughs> I want to say some things that I shouldn't say, right? I want to do things. I want to be like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, well, you're going to submit to me because, you know, my ways are higher. Because God works out for the good of those who love him. We love him. We love him. We want, we want that for mankind. I think that we, as believers, we have a heart for humanity because God has a heart for humanity. And if we have Christ living in us, then we have that same heart. And we have to walk with that. You know, we know what it likes. We know we can think of instances in our life where we have submitted to fear and we know how that feels. We got to think there are people all over the world that live like that every day. And they need someone to come ring a new bell of hope of Jesus Christ. Let's pray.